It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's a time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's a hot time. We had a hot time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. How did I get here? Do you ever ask yourself that? I wake up a few times a week asking myself that question. Now, there's nothing wrong with me or here. I love it here. It's just something that I oddly and consistently do. I don't know when I started doing it. I just know that I do it. I do have some OCD tendencies. Maybe that's one of them. Or maybe it's because I like to move around and reboot and I wake up and forget what bed and what city I'm in. But in my mind, when that question comes up, I instinctively just start tracing those big moments that led me to that spot where I find myself. While smoking some really nice mind-expanding mystery herb I found this afternoon in my stash bag, it crossed my mind, probably because I'm a Leo, that you too might be wondering how I got here. And who do I think I am trying to be your cannabis coach or weed leader? (laughs) Whether you really give a shit or not how I got here, you'll want to settle in and smoke a bowl because it's story time on today's podcast. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke. I think my consumption of cannabis became a hobby-inducing curiosity when I recognized that I loved pot, but not the experience I was having around it. And because of who I am, I started noticing how dumb and wasteful the people around me were with their pot, and how they didn't have the right tools for the job and didn't seem to care. I spent a lot of time online and in head shops scoping out 
all of the accoutrement and created what I call my bag of tricks. It is, in my mind, the perfect stash bag, loaded with everything a respectable pot smoker should always have on hand. I never left home without it. When a smoke circle would break out in my midst, I would take over as master of ceremonies. And I slowly but surely taught everyone around me, whether they wanted to know or not, the proper etiquette of community cannabis consumption. If you burned up a green bowl, you bet your sweet ass I'd make an example out of you. Don't use a lighter like an asshole. Break off a nug and just shove that sucker into a pipe and hit it? Not on my watch. I taught people to care about the ritual and technique because it really does make a difference in your overall experience. Now, I didn't turn into a pot nerd overnight, but I'm pretty certain I've been a cannabis snob since the beginning. The more I shared, the more curious I became, and I started experimenting with the at-home and portable flower vaporizers that were coming out on the market. I had a reliable dealer who had outstanding bud and multiple strains, which is not easy to find as far as drug dealers in Texas go. When I moved to downtown Austin, he agreed to make in-home deliveries. It was so awesome. It was then that I started experimenting with making can of butter and healthy edibles. I bartered with my friends who were really into these gluten-free, organic, ready-to-bake cookies by the dozen I was peddling. I'd slip baking instructions in the bag, and they could have one hot, fresh, right-out-of-the-oven cookie whenever they were ready. That was a super fun time in my life. I ate a lot of edibles and went on some serious trips and took some of my friends with me, figuring out my can of butter potency. Because of that, I had a rule that I would test the first cookie from every batch so I could verbalize the effects to my friends. It was my way of dosing each of them. I could literally tell all of them how much of the cookie they could handle. It was really important to me that I did that because the one thing I always want when someone consumes cannabis with me or because of me is that I want them to have a good experience. Occasionally, I fail miserably. I've been known to get too into the moment and not realize that a newbie who should just take one hit off of a bowl has just finished it with me. Or that mixing wine tasting, NorCal IPA in a quick bowl before we run into the restaurant for dinner, might put someone into a tailspin. I've left friends and exes sleeping in cars or puking in toilets because they couldn't hang and I wasn't done with my evening. I'm not proud. I'm just oversharing my ass off to tell you a good story. All of these moments are why cannabis education is so damn important to me. I couldn't be the only one around me that knew the ins and outs of responsible cannabis consumption. I guess I created the cannabis class kit as a way to make up for young Joe's mistakes. (laughs) I wanted to make cannabis education convenient and accessible. I also know how dry as shit learning can seem. I quit after my bachelor's degree. I couldn't do anymore. I'd had enough. So I try to spice it up for you with this podcast. Back to the story. I'm hobby side hustling edibles, 
and I got to the point that I was baking my ass off while I had a full-time job as a marketing director for six brands, and I usually had something social going on six nights a week. JoJo was tie tie. <laughs> I needed way more than a vacation. So I presented a three-month work abroad trial to my employer, who countered with a one-month suggestion. I told him in Europe that's called a holiday, so I gave a two-month's notice, found my replacement, and quit my job. I gave away most of my things, I sold my car, and I took a midlife retirement to Bologna, Italy. I set my intention to not take another job that didn't pay me to be myself, but then I was not sure I knew who myself was. I needed to slow down and get reacquainted with who I was so I could become who I am. Now, it may just be because I'm high, but that just sounded like some really deep shit right there. <laughs> Looking back now, I realize that was my introduction into living in the flow and letting my path unfold with intention. Now, of course, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't speak Italian. I didn't know anyone in the country. I gambled, though, that they were friendly like Texans, which they are. Plus, I'm savvy and personable, and I knew I could figure it out. And I'll have you know, I found weed my very first day in Italy. And I got the name of a head shop, and I bought the contents of my Italian bag of tricks the very next day. That midlife retirement was the best gift I've ever given myself. I had such an adventure learning about the Italian food and wine and cannabis cultures. And I was the crazy American who smoked cannabis out of a pipe. It became part of my story when friends would introduce me to their friends because it was such a novelty to them. In their culture, they add hash to their hand-rolled cigarettes. And they have good hash. The weed I got was obviously terrible compared to here. And I had so many questions about their growing process and their culture. But people were really skittish when I'd ask. They were really nervous even talking about it. I vaguely alluded to needing more cannabis, and I used some other term. I didn't even say cannabis in an email to one friend. And he scolded me and said I was to never send him a message like that again. But he waited until we saw each other in person to yell at me. He didn't want to be a part of an email or phone conversation about cannabis. That taught me to temper my say-anything self and only bring her out to stretch her legs around a certain few folks. One of my favorite parts about living there was all of the amazing women I became friends with. I was told by several Italian women that the friendships we shared were highly unusual. The generalization of Italian women is they are possessive of their men and don't let foreign women into their group. They form close friendships during their formative years and don't really see a need for newbies in their mid-30s. I like to think it's because I'm charming and fun, but it could just be that the universe was worried about me being alone. Either way, <laughs> I fucking ruled at making friends in Italy. <laughs> it was awesome. I was a novel sidekick. I gave everyone a chance to practice their English. And I'm a kick-ass navigator on road trips. My first Italian lesson was when a girlfriend came over and labeled everything in my apartment with sticky notes. 
I also learned conversational bits while talking. (laughs) Okay, who am I kidding? Playing charades with the locals and my favorite bartender. I carried a notepad and pocket dictionary everywhere I went. I once used Google Translate on a date. (laughs) It was awkward and hilarious, but mostly awkward. I learned how to use and speak my Italian directions quickly, rafting in the narrow river. I learned to cook by hanging out in the kitchen and attending lots of dinner parties. Ironically, I woke up with an equal number of hangovers to the dinner parties I enjoyed. I don't miss those hangovers, but I do miss those dinner parties. So much amazing food, wine, and conversation, and always someone would bring out a small treasured stash of hashish for an after-dinner spliff. I also learned a lot about food by always showing up for family dinners when invited by my friends. Nonas only speak food and love, and I am quite proud of the Bolognese skills I now possess. If you're single, sans pets, I highly recommend a midlife retirement. If you're not, do something every now and again that pushes the boundaries of your comfort zone. The personal growth you'll experience is invaluable. I returned to the States fearless, and I mean fearless and ready to get busy doing something. I just wasn't sure what. I arrived home only to find Austin had been overrun with Californians during my absence. So I bought a car, packed it up, and road trip to Sonoma County, California. In my mind, I was offsetting the California-Texas migration pattern. (laughs) It was the start of my next big adventure. The one I'm on right now with you. I slept on the couch, I learned to tend to cannabis grow, I trimmed pot, made friends, and I started creating for myself in the cannabis space. And I turned it into a business that I'm figuring out as it unfolds. And it is so much fucking work and most of it I'm not even getting paid for and I do it anyway because I'm curious and challenged and creative And I can't imagine not enhancing your cannabis experience. It was just over a year ago, I was plugging away at my home office, and I had this epiphany. I was 100% getting paid to be myself, just like I wanted, just like I dreamed about and visualized. In that moment, I realized all of those little somethings I'd done every single day for seven years had empowered me to get to this point. I'm not saying I have all of the answers now. Nobody does, regardless of what they tell you. But I will say that making decisions like you're the hero of your own adventure novel is an excellent roadmap for life. You got your face fixed up nice With all those little, little colored lights So that's how I got here. And those are just some of the reasons why I think I'm qualified to be your cannabis lifestyle guide. Be sure to sign up for your free cannabis class at casuallybaked.com. There are no strings attached, no crap sandwich hidden inside, just the basics of Bud, Cliff's Note style. Don't overthink it. Nobody is ever sad that they know more about cannabis. Sign up and tell a friend. 
Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, produced, edited by the team of Just Joe. Our theme music is by my handsome and fabulous friend Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with his music, check out his latest album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you are buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. And they all got casually baked and lived happily ever after. The end. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Cannachix Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.